Welcome to Delighting in the Trinity with Michael Reeves, brought to you by Union. This podcast brings you teaching and preaching from our archives, and you can find more resources, audio, video, and books at unionpublishing.org. there was a new divide in Christianity, a divide between Protestants and Catholics. But there was to be another divide that came hot on its heels, the divide between the so-called conservatives and liberals. And these would soon be two opposite trajectories, and they would be embodied in two near contemporaries, Jonathan Edwards, and Friedrich Schleiermacher. Schleiermacher is almost certainly the less familiar to you as a name, but Schleiermacher was enormously influential and has often been given the title the father of modern or liberal theology. Schleiermacher was a German, a Prussian in fact, and he was born in 1768, uh, 10 years after Jonathan Edwards died in Princeton. And there are some fascinating similarities between Edwards and Schleiermacher. Fascinating similarities and vital differences. Most importantly, Edwards and Schleiermacher both argued that the Christian life is about more than mere assent to a list of doctrines. Both were agreed, true believers have an experience of God involving the affections. And so both taught the importance of the heart with its loves and its desires but there was a critical difference. Let's look at them both in turn. First, Jonathan Edwards. Edwards argued that it is having a sense of the sweetness of God that is what marks out the converted. So Edwards imagines two men. The first man merely understands the concept that honey is sweet. The second man, says Edwards, loves honey and is greatly delighted in it because he knows the sweet taste of it. And says Edwards, the Christian is like that second man. The Christian is one who has tasted the glory of God, who enjoys the beauty of God, and therefore adores him. And here's how that works. In 2 Corinthians chapter four, verse six, the apostle Paul writes that God who said that light shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And so, 
what moves believers is nothing within themselves. This is essential to spot. Nothing within themselves. It is not that they are moved by a sense of their own faithfulness or goodness or religiosity. No, no. God reveals himself in Christ. The Spirit opens our eyes and it is that sight of the light of the glory of God that inflames our hearts to love him. Here's how Edwards put it. He said, holy affections are not heat without light. They arise from some information of the understanding, some spiritual instruction that the mind receives, some light or actual knowledge. And so for Edwards, it is the light of the glory of God that causes the heat of our desire for him. Now let's compare Schleimacher. Schleimacher also believed that true religion is about a living experience of the divine. Now here is Schleimacher's definition of the essence of religion or piety. He said, the essence of piety is the feeling of being absolutely dependent. The essence of piety is the feeling of being absolutely dependent. Now you may think that doesn't sound very specifically Christian. No mention of God, no mention of Christ. That was just his point. Everyone feels dependent, so do dogs. For Schleimacher, then, there is no sharp distinction between true worship and idolatry. For Schleimacher, everyone is pious or religious in a sense. Christianity is simply the best form of piety, for reasons he doesn't argue very clearly. And so as he saw it, Christianity is really just the highest stage of religious evolution so far. Now you may think, how can a man claiming to be a Christian say all this? And here's the key. Schleimacher said, Christian doctrines are accounts of Christian religious affections. Christian doctrines are accounts of our feelings. Let's unpack this. Schleimacher is saying that when Christians talk about any doctrine, any biblical truth, something about the gospel, what's really going on is that they're talking about some experience that they've had. They're trying to put their feelings into words. And so for Schleimacher, doctrine is not truth about or from God. Doctrine is really, he claimed, just our attempt to communicate our feelings, our own private religious experience. 
In other words, Schleimacher had turned Edward's ideas upside down. For Edward's, it is the light of God's glory that causes the heat of our desire for him. For Schleimacher, it's the heat of our desire that causes us to think of such things as the glory of God. For Edwards, it all starts with the glory of God. For Schleimacher, it all starts and is based on my feelings. Not the glory of God in the face of Christ, not scripture. For Schleimacher, our feelings are the source of our theology. Our feelings are the control, the guide as we think about God. And you can surely see how that idea has been so influential ever since Schleimacher conquered the West. Now, the story that the modern West likes to tell about itself is that in the last two centuries, we have experienced a liberation, a freedom from the old chains of doctrine. But what Schleimacher had actually done was he had thrown out the glory of God and so he'd thrown away all possibility of true deep joy. For Schleimacher, there could be no such thing as a free or any salvation because Jesus Christ for him was really but the first Christian, not God become man, but man become godly. So Edwards could contemplate the glory of God. He could contemplate his beauty, his graciousness, his sovereign and fatherly care of his children. And and all that could bring Edward's great comfort and joy. But where could Schleimacher go for comfort and joy? He couldn't look out to the glory of God. He could only look inside himself and hope the good feelings would come. And that's what we've seen throughout this snapshot history of the church. When mankind is glorified and put central, the root of satisfaction and joy is torn up. When God is glorified and shown for who he really is, then the saints are filled with joy. Then Ignatius finds comfort in the face of martyrdom. Then Augustine finds freedom from his sin, finding God more pleasurable than any sin. Then Luther finds freedom, liberation from his despair. Then Edwards finds happiness. For, as Augustine wrote, God has made us for himself and our hearts will be restless until they find their rest in him. You've been listening to Delighting in the Trinity with Michael Reeves, brought to you by Union. Union is devoted to growing leaders and growing churches. Our School of Theology 
equips leaders for ministry. Union Publishing supplies them and their churches with quality theological resources and books. Union Mission supports and financially helps church planting and revitalisation. And Newton House Oxford invests in the next generation of theologians and scholars. Our vision is to see leaders and their churches the world over reformed and renewed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. To find out about our courses and learning communities around the world, to buy union books, to discover support for your church plant, or to become a friend of union and support our ministry, visit www.theola.gy.